0: You're listening to Secrets of Six Figure Women Entrepreneurs, and I'm your host, Brittany Jean. I'm a six-figure business owner, CEO of a brand photography agency, business educator for photographers, wife, and red wine lover. Our mission is to help more women become six and seven-figure business owners so they can truly live their most desired lifestyle and live financially free. I'm giving you permission to get cozy, grab a glass of wine, and learn from women entrepreneurs who are sharing their best-kept secrets so you too can reach six figures and beyond in your business. Caitlin has 11 years of corporate advertising experience, working with top Fortune 500 brands in LA, such as Apple, Disney, and Corona. She now runs her boutique social media advertising agency, Caitlin Villatoro Ads, where she applies her extensive industry expertise to help high-ticket coaches explode their visibility sell out their programs, and create more freedom through automation so their businesses keep running even when they need to prioritize elsewhere. So Caitlin, welcome. Thanks for being here. How are you today? I'm
1: really good. It's a Friday. So just, you know, what the time we're recording this, so kind of easing into
0: Friday vibes. I love it. Well thank you so much for being here today. I can't wait to get into this conversation about running ads for your service based business. Um, we we're gonna just go ahead and get started but before we jump right into the good stuff of advertising, I want to even know I want to know more about your personal story and how you came about you know with creating your business, going into business for yourself. I know you talk about corporate burnout and your story and also like your journey with your health challenges. So I just wanted to to know more and I want our listeners to know more about your story and how it impacted you to create your own business. Yeah, and I love
1: sharing this because I think that from my vantage point, I mean, entrepreneurship is feels, you know, it seems glamorous and stuff when you, you know, look at like people marketing themselves in social media and things. But I truly believe that so many of us to have taken this Journey that is definitely not easier to start up your own business, wear every single hat until you've scaled to a point of outsourcing. And even then, you know, it's just such a different um, responsibility than working a corporate job. Kind of, (laughs) I think we all have a reason behind why we've taken this quote unquote, riskier, definitely more challenging road. And I think for a lot of us, there might've been like some hardships that went into that decision, getting to a place where I can't keep going down this road I've been on. Um, So I am going to make these huge monumental shifts that are not easy, but they're so very rewarding. And so for me, I had started my career in the digital advertising world in Los Angeles, 11 years ago. And for me at the time, like I, I just, I never grew up with entrepreneurial family members or friends. And so for me, I was just kind of like the only option is, and I just remember thinking like, I just get a job at a big company and keep working my way up. And I was selling various, you know, advertising solutions to, you know, really big ad agencies out here in LA and major brands like you had mentioned and Apple, Disney, Corona, um, Hewlett Packard were some of my clients. Um, And so, you know, at first that's, you know, glitz and glamour and really fun and whatnot. But I really, a few years ago, started to get, you know, extremely burnt out for my corporate career. And I think there was a lot that played into it. I think that, you know, over some time, it stopped being as fulfilling helping these major brands kind of just shuffle money <laughs> around. Um, and I just remember having this pull of like, man, it would be so much more fulfilling if I had a hand in helping My community, or smaller businesses, people like me who have similar values in terms of—I mean, my major values are to be able to, when I you know started family, prioritize them and really be present Mm -hmm. and um, have the time, but also the resources to do so. And I think so many the entrepreneurs that I work with now—that's really they. A lot of them share the same values, and so I just really burnt out in my corporate career, but not even in you know the mental sense of the word, but I started having, um, I had a pancreas surgery in 2019, which was so weird, Um, just kind of came out of nowhere. There was a little kind of pseudo tumor thing that they had found, which was shocking. And I guess I just bring that up because that was life-changing for me and kind of was the catalyst of a lot of stuff that happened after that, including some crazy hormonal imbalances that led to a uh, IVF journey. And it just kind of felt like for a few years there, like what was going on in my working world and in my personal life and my health, which my health and my personal life is my priority, was really incongruent. And mm-hmm. especially as I faced like the IVF journey in particular, and not only the, that, the demands that that has on you, I mean, not just mentally um, and physically, but physically in a sense of like your time commitment. I mean, you're at those appointments every other day at some periods of time um, it just stopped aligning that stopped aligning with what was going on in my corporate job and how I felt when I was there. But also then it really opens your eyes when you go through something like that, like where you're headed and okay, say I'm fortunate enough for, you know, this to be successful and to be starting my family. It just illuminates, well, all of the, like the, the pace in which I'm running in this corporate job is not, um, going to be supportive of the lifestyle that I do want when I'm a parent. And so, Uh, at the beginning of this year, I made the full time shift over understanding that I had extensive advertising expertise in this space and the online world. And I I could help and just like I talked about before, like have a more fulfilling role in helping, primarily I help online businesses or owners, high ticket coaches and consultants, You know, grow their businesses through social media advertising. So, using my expertise to start something of my own to get that fulfillment, but also start creating a life that really aligned with where I'm trying to head. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Wow. There's just so much to unpack. And I feel like so many women who are listening to this are going to be able to resonate because I know even for myself, I resonate so much with that. And like the, the key things that I hear for you and your story is like really wanting to be in control of your time and who you spend it with and who you share it with. And I think that that is so important, even more important than money, even though like money gives us options, but we really can't get our time back. And, you know, when we are putting... So so much time and effort into someone else's dream sometimes that can begin to you know affect us and it's just a beautiful thing that you've been able to now like transition into your own you know journey and to focus more on your health and you know your journey to becoming a mom and I think so many people are just going to be able to relate to this and I really appreciate you telling your story because you know it's important to for other women to hear how they can really create their own you know their their own sense of wealth their own sense of you know freedom within their life and take control of that and so thank you so much for sharing that you know and and I want to get into what we really want to what we want to talk about more to help people learn, you know, how to think about ads, how to start utilizing ads into their business, when to know that when they're ready for ads, what are some of the assets that they're going to need for ads, and just like how to have like a really, you know, a, a good mindset around taking this next step in your business. And so we want to learn all about that today. So I want to get into it. How do you know when your business is ready to, to run ads? Like, what does it look like? What does your mindset look mm-hmm. like? Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, and I love this question because I think there is such um, bad advice out there about
1: ads and then misconceptions and then poor experiences people have had with ads. Um, and, you know, I share my opinion, but also taking that with the context that i didn't just get a facebook ad certification a few months ago or like take a six week you know course i have 11 years of a macro understanding of the advertising industry and therefore what really advertising is is understanding psych human psychology how do people get exposure to your brand start to build a trust with you and then decide to make a purchase decision and so really like from all this background that i have on advertising And especially as a small business owner where there are incredible tools like organic social media marketing to jumpstart your business or like start the foundations of your business, investing in something like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok ads and doing them well where you're really gonna get an ROI is more of a tool that you should utilize as a small business owner for when you're scaling. So it's not something that, you jump into when you're just launching your program, you're just starting your business. And I do think that there's bad advice out there that says, okay, great, you you created a course and now you wanna fill it and so run some ads. And then people do that. They haven't figured out actually the foundations of how buyers find them, are you know nurtured as leads and then convert. They don't know what that process is yet as a business owner because they haven't established that and tested it organically yet. And so then, quote unquote, oh, the ads didn't work. But no, ads are not, I would not advise also because they are investment. It's not an ATM machine. It's like a 401k is a good analogy to use. Mm, I love um, that. So they really should be viewed as, oh, okay. I am selling my program, my offer mm-hmm. and I know how people buy for me. I've already you know, launched it, tested it organically. I know my conversion rates with my opt-in. I know my conversion rates on my sales pages, on my mar- email marketing sequences, and I'm selling this. I know it's in demand. So now I wanna scale it even more. And I want to do so in a way where it's not 100% reliant on my organic marketing and therefore the time and energy that I am putting into showing up online in my Instagram DMs I want to add I've grown to a point where I can afford to invest in a secondary lead generation and sales process stream that's automated so I'm not a hundred percent reliant on one and you do want to be at a certain level where yeah it's it's a place where you're you've figured out what works for you you've seen success and you want to scale that and automate it. Just like, you know, when we're in the beginning of business and in the beginning, we may not be investing in a bunch of different systems and automations for our own, just backend, whether that's stuff like, you know, Dubsado or, you know, just other things. In the beginning, you don't buy everything, but as you start growing and you're like, I want to add some efficiencies and automation, it's such a similar mindset. And it's not the mindset of, I want to save a sinking ship. It's not the mindset of, I want to yeah, initially launch this. It's the mindset, again, I'm a broken record, but I truly believe in this. And this is how you're going to get results. It's, ooh, I am seeing success. This stuff is working and I want to automate it and scale it out.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that you, you made the, you know, analogy of, of, you know, not trying to save your business. It's not like, you know, yeah. adver- like, sp- like investing in advertising when it's a sinking ship. And I, I love, love that it. because I think that people think that like when something's not working, they're just like, okay, well, let me try to throw money at it or let me try to do this or let me try to do that. But it's like, okay, like how can you reverse engineer? It might be your messaging. It might be the target audience that you are you know trying to connect with it, you there might be some misalignment in there it might be that maybe the product or the service that you're doing there's just really isn't a big need for it because of yeah. the messaging or because of the service the offer so it's like re redoing yeah, yeah exactly
1: the thing is yeah i if if it's not working i would say look at your sales, look at your conversion rates at these, all these stages of the funnel. Like, is it my, is my website not converting? Are people not converting on my emails? You know, you're not, you need to do the audit on your own business or to your point, am I like speaking incorrectly to the wrong people? Because guess what? If you run ads while that's going on and that hasn't been figured out the ads are just going to amplify what's going on that's really like in the simplest terms ads are an amplification tool they're a phenomenal amplification tool but you have to think what am i amplifying here if stuff's not working if people are bouncing off of my sales page if people are abandoning car if people are you know whatever the issue is that you are seeing ads aren't gonna fix that ads are going to drive a ton more traffic a ton more leads to put a ton more people into your world. But if there's a conversion issues, if there's a branding issue, there's a messaging issue, um, if the offer is not in demand, ads can't fix that.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it, and you're and and then we want to talk about the the running debate, you know, with social media in terms of organic content and paid advertising. But before that, I want to mm-hmm. talk about you know, social media has given us such a a, a great opportunity a free opportunity to be able to grow our businesses without having to like prior to social media it was putting ads out in the newspaper creating flyers like doing a lot of grassroots leg marketing work you know trying to get advertising on a billboard or a bus stop or you know like or in um in commercials, right, or um, on TV. So, you know, now we have such a great opportunity to really get our message out to the world. Um, how? What? What do you think when it comes to the running debate about organic content being better than paid content than paid advertising? Like, I want to hear your perspective on this yes. because we, we need ever- to get something straight. <laughs> Yeah. And I love this too. And I actually just did a live, um, collaboration
1: this morning with a awesome organic social media agency, um, firstly marketing. And, uh, we had this conversation because I totally agree there. I, again, I think there's a perception and there's definitely cohorts of people that are like only organic Oh, it's only paid ads. And those are, um, you know, opposite your one team one or the other i could not feel more differently i do respect and understand if people are like you know what like i'm organic is working for me and i'm going to do just do organic but as a ad specialist my perspective is ads and organic social media organic strategy in general are besties and i will be a broken record and die on this hill but again i <laughs> truly believe like your organic marketing and your presence on social media is are those are the foundations mm-hmm. solidify those and then you run ads and they're going to help each other mm-hmm. for you to have you know a nurtured community and an engaged community and to have a follow up system even automated you know your email nurturing sequence whatever mm-hmm. running while ads like completely like throw tons, tons, tons more leads to you is going to help your ad performance. And vice versa, having ads running in the background is going to help your organic visibility as well. People are going to see you multiple times. They're going to see, you know, your ad perhaps first. I know I bought this way. I saw an ad which made me go to this person's website and realize I really resonated with her and following her on Instagram. They, definitely from an ad's perspective, I love organic social media marketing. I love organic marketing. I frankly would get on a consult call with somebody and make sure that they have a strong organic marketing system process running before we did ads. If they don't, we'd talk about maybe a different type of solution to get them ready for ads. So for me, I think that it, I love organic marketing and I will be the first to say it's important. What is the opportunity with ads. However, when people are really bullish about no ads, I'm only going to keep scaling to organic. If that truly, truly, truly works for you to never explore ads, I completely respect that. But if you do an audit of the amount of money that you are making your growth goals your the energy that you're expending maybe you're going into launches already feeling like so burnt out because the launch completely drained you think i mean maybe it's time to get curious i'm not pushing ads on anyone who is super adamant about organic because that's just not my energy but the opportunity that ads does provide you as i mentioned before is adding a secondary stream right. to take the pressure off of Um, you know, you're not being reliant on the amount of times you or your team members need to be pushing, selling on social, physically nurturing and DMing people or however, whatever your organic process is, it takes pressure off of that. And I know a lot of people that also intentionally run ads in instances like um, a woman that I worked with recently is going on maternity leave. And so she primarily does a lot of organic, but she was like, I'm on maternity leave and I want to keep the momentum going. I know other people that had, you know, family emergencies or just a shift in priorities. Maybe you're not, it's not even necessarily like a personal thing. Maybe it's a business thing. Maybe you're like, you know, if I have ads running in the background, that frees up some time for me to expand and create a new offer. That Mm -hmm. um, ads are going to reach more people than your organic reach. Even if you have a ton, a ton, a ton of followers, you cannot guarantee who sees what you post and, you know, of that percentage of the algorithm delivers it to, you are still the mercy of, okay, now who actually resonated with this mm-hmm. and of the people who resonated, who is actually going to take action, start a conversation. Um, and so again, I, I don't mean to bash organic at all. I'm not doing that. But what I am saying is when you get to a certain point where you're really looking to scale to that seven figure level or beyond, you know, you are limited in how many people you're reaching organically. So keep doing your organic to an extent, but you can take some pressure off of that and deploy a strategy that you can specifically target your ideal your ideal client, scale it out to way, way, way more people, really as much as budget as you wanna spend, you can scale that, that message out to them, customize the message, customize the creative and the copy, to the specific audience, their interests, their behaviors, their location. You could say, hey, San Diego, like just, and I mean, that maybe is a little bit canned, but my point being is with ads, you can get, I think people think they're not personal, personable as well, but you can get extremely personable with your ads, really, really targeted, reach so many more people. And it's to be viewed as an additional thing that you're doing that is complementing and vice versa, your organic strategy and just taking some pressure off, adding automation, so you can start to, you know, do you know, put your focus and attention elsewhere, wherever that serves you at that season.
0: Yeah, a few things. It just sounds like you know, and I, and I'm totally in full agreement with you that you know the next step for business owners who have seen success in their services and their business and who want to free up time, like the next step is to scale the business because, you know, we're not meant to be the busy bee worker in our our businesses. We are not meant to be self-employed forever. What we want to do is be the CEO of our business. And so that requires us to now start thinking like a CEO and start figuring out ways of how we can work on the business versus in the business, how we can hire out people, how we can bring more income, how we can help more people with different services and really make an even bigger impact. You know, in our communities and the people that, and for who the people we want to help. So I really agree with that. And I believe wholeheartedly in the brand perspective of, you know, as you are starting to scale your business. With running ads and then having that organic content to help when people come and see your ads, they can go to a place where they can start to get to know you and your personal brand. And that's where like the personal branding comes in so that way people can start building trust with you and feel like they know you. And it really is a game about, okay, this person can obviously solve my problem because she's identified it. She shares about how she can solve that problem. And then she's also giving me content that just continues to stay top of mind. So like I'm seeing her all the time in my feed, which it's all about. It's not about the person who has the best message. It's not about the person who has the best service or solution. It's about the person who continues to stay top of mind where their client feels like or their target audience feels like they know you, they like you. They believe in what you believe in. You guys share the same values. And that's what's going to get them to finally decide when they're ready, I'm ready to now work with Caitlin or whoever, right? Yeah. And so I love that you say that. And I, I I agree. I think that smart business owners are going to understand that paid advertising and organic content. If you want to grow your business online, instead of having to do all of the legwork and the networking like we had to do before social media, then you're going to want to start thinking about how to grow your business, how to get the marketing foundation set up. So that way you can now start to, once the business is you know, bringing in a consistent amount of revenue, it has some money to start using, utilizing or putting towards ads, you can start having both hand in hand and just grow and scale your business even more. So I really appreciate that and I think a lot of people are gonna just like I hope my my hope is that people can start to understand and see how okay wow like yes like my priority is to start to become the CEO of my business and paid advertising can definitely help me get there that's one that's one Avenue that can help me so let's talk about how um, or what are some of the things that people want to look for when hiring Uh, an ad agency or an ad expert, Like, what are some of the things that they should be asking for? Because I know for me, I made a bad hire when it came to uh, to hiring an ad agency. Um, And we talked about that uh, before, but we won't get into that today. That'll be for another podcast. (laughs) But what are some of the questions, what are some of the things that they should be looking for to make sure and asking to make sure that they're making a good investment and a good decision?
1: Yeah, unfortunately I hear this a lot and I think like with anything in online business, like with ads managers, but even, you know, like coaching, like, you know, I think we've all heard stories of people having, you know, been burned in certain, um, you know, online, you know, interactions and whatnot. And, um, you know, there are opportunities for people to get a six week certification, like I mentioned, to be a Facebook ads manager, um, you know, but you know, you need to really vet what that means. And that's why, you know, I really value and it's really a differentiator in that I've had 11 years of corporate advertising experience working with real brands, understanding how they grow, what they need. And I have taken several continuation of ads, education, courses and been in group programs because the thing with digital, advertising anything in technology is it's always evolving it's always changing it's an industry that if you're in it you're going to be investing in your continued education forever because that's what's going to keep you up to date keep you a you know as a skilled ads manager and to be totally honest and not to make this sound like you know we don't know what we're doing but again it's an industry where your network and your community is everything so i continue to invest in being a part of an ads group Where we're constantly sharing, you know, this is what's going on in my campaign. And I've, you know, this is a strategy I've set and getting feedback from each other and helping each other out because it is a complex industry. And I bring that up because when you are looking for an ads manager, I think a lot of poor experiences people have are people who, you know, have taken a certification and they're kind of winging it. They're winging it with, the way that they're setting up the campaign, the strategy, the way they're monitoring your performance and making optimizations or not, because they don't know how to optimize toward your goals and towards your performance, and then it's not performing. So make sure, I mean, those are questions you could ask, like, do you continue to, you know, get support and education in Facebook ads? Um, You know, how do you know how to optimize toward my goal? Because I do think that that's a main problem of why people aren't getting results because frankly their ads manager doesn't know what they're doing. Um, And I think something else that's really important that you and I have talked about is communication. And this is really odd to me because I've heard from more than one person that it's not just the standalone solopreneur ads managers where I've heard this story from. Honestly, it's more with the bigger ad agencies that people complain that they got ghosted that they, their campaign was being you know run. They had no idea how it was performed. Obviously they're spending monthly with not just for the management services, but with their Facebook ad budget directly to Meta and not even no clue. How is this performing? What are the efforts being made? What's our strategy? Your ads manager, At minimum, should be sending you weekly performance reports for the main metrics that we're looking at. So again, this all depends on like what your specific goals are. Are we looking at, you know, are we trying to grow your email list? Are we looking at, you know, actual, you know, you know, leads coming in? Are we looking at um, we're launching? So we want to know like when you you know open your cart, how many people are actually enrolling in your course? You know, it totally depends on your goals. But again, like you should be. Having well, I guess I didn't mention this, but when you're working with your ads manager and perhaps on your console call to vet them, ask them some questions about how would you approach my goals? And I do understand that ads are intimidating and you may not know, like, um, you know, feel confident knowing like what the right answer there should be, but they should have a very thoughtful strategy in terms of what they're going to do with your ads to get to that result and questions that I ask my clients, for example, and I mentioned before why your organic, Marketing is really important. Is okay. So you know, yeah. What is the goal? Not just in you know the general goal of you know selling out you know spaces for your live launch, but what um, you know monetary goal is that how many do you normally sell? What does your launch you know typically drip generate for revenue? Where would you like that to be? Okay. What are your conversion rates? Um, you know, how do people buy from you? What's the proven process? Okay. Now, what are the conversion rates at each of the, those steps? So that way I can back into what their budget should be. And I can back into what an estimation might be in terms of, okay, well then the budget could be this to get this many leads at this, you know, through the funnel understanding like, okay, this percent converts here. So now we're dealing with like this number, this number to get you here. Those are all things that an in-depth conversation you could have with an ads manager to understand their thought process behind the numbers and the and literally the step-by-step process of how they're going to get you to your goal. And then as I was kind of mentioning um, before I got sidetracked, then once that happens, if you feel confident that, wow, they really have a plan and they're gonna get me to my my goal, I'm this sounds great. They should, and you shaft this as well before you um, commit, they should be communicating with you at minimum weekly. So sending those performance reports based on those metrics and goals that you talked about are the main um, you know thing that you're working toward. Weekly, they should be sending you that perhaps monthly, I know for me monthly, I'll do like an actual, you know, 60 minute call to recheck back in. Um, But also I think like checking in, like I give my clients access to me via Slack as well. And I'll proactively check in outside of just that, you know, weekly report that I send them. Um, And in that weekly report is not just, you know, the basic here's what happened, but it's also interpreting those insights because I understand that it can be confusing and overwhelming if you're not accustomed to reading Metrics from an ads report, so it's you know we've sent this many people you know through to your sales pages, and we're seeing this many are converting, or you know whether it's lower or higher than we want. So then these are the you know action steps that um, you know I'm going to put in place to improve this next week, or you know this target audience is performing better than this one, so we're going to turn this one off and scale your budget here. These are all updates and like specifics and strategy and and pivots because a good strategy is gonna pivot depending on what the data tells us it needs to do. And those are things that should be communicated to you so that you understand what's going on and what efforts are being made because it should never just be great. I built out your campaign, I turned your ads on and now for four months, I'm just gonna let them sit. No, there's testing, there's yeah. evaluating and interpreting the data and then optimizing it accordingly based on what the data tells you. And sometimes, cause I had this happen with a client recently, sometimes what that data might tell me is there's something going on in the organic marketing process that is hurting the app performance. Like, you know, we're driving people to your sales page and they are not clicking, they're not converting whatnot. So that's really more, and we can see, we've reached this many people, our our click-through rate, or basically what that means is the number of times people are clicking on, you know, your ad to go to your, your sales page is super high, but then nobody is then taking action on the site that tells us there's probably an issue with your sales copy, you know your, your branding, your experience on the website. And so there are things too that, that those are things that your ads manager should be picking up on. And that may be an opportunity. I mean, if it's a good ads manager that you've really um, vetted to say, hey, maybe we should pause the ads for a little bit and strengthen some of the copy or this, that, and the other, because that's obviously holding up the results.
0: I love that. This is so insightful and I think that this conversation is really helping empower entrepreneurs, um, small business owners with the knowledge and understanding of what they should be looking for throughout their experience but also like what are some of the things that you should know currently now about ads that you can start asking so that you can make a really good decision and who you decide to hire so I really appreciate like your insights because this is going to be so helpful for people who are like ready to take the next steps to run ads or when they are ready they feel a little bit more empowered and they feel like they know and understand and can really advocate for themselves because I know that that is um, something that's happening in this social media world is that it's really tough for business owners sometimes to feel like to speak up or to feel like man like okay it wasn't just like my business it might have been the experience that I had with someone or it could have been a little bit of both but just being able to understand that like this is a complex thing and you know there's so many different layers that are involved with being with with having a successful ad campaign it's not just who you decide to hire but it's you know your messaging it's your visual Mm -hmm. assets it's your mindset Mm -hmm. It's the success that you've had prior to running ads and that all should be looked at and reviewed before you make a decision and, you know, can continue to scale your business. So let's talk about like, what are some of the, you know, just to kind of piggyback on what we were talking, what I mentioned is, you know, what are some of the tangible things that business owners need in order to, to run a successful ad campaign? So like, you know, you've got the great you know, you've got the great business, um, it's growing, but like how, what else do you need? What, what are the other little things that can just push your ad up and with it, at least within, you know, people's eyes or their, the feed, oh, yeah. right? But what are some of those other things that, that they can do to
1: get yeah, more eyes on their ad? For the business owner, like, and I'll, we can definitely talk about like having your ads pop, but just to like make you feel um, like the work is off your plate, really with a good ads manager, you don't have to worry about anything else. What your responsibility is, is really, yeah, your organic um, efforts. And so that's going to support your ads the best. If you are, you know, showing up on social media, you know, nurturing your community in a sense that, you know, feels good. You have an engaged community, you've, you know, figured out your proven process to, you know, convert them in your world. You're, you know, putting the attention and care into having strong sales copy, um, you know, emails that convert, whatever your process is, that is all that you really need to worry about is really taking a look and really caring and paying attention to your brand and your world and your process of converting people because just remember that what ads are designed to do is bring a ton more people and traffic to you and so that's another mindset to have of like if you're going to have all that exposure that you didn't have before from all these brand new people which also is like the photography work that you do is also really important with this because all those you're going to expo- like increase your exposure increase your visibility that you know so, so, so much more. And so you want to make sure then when people have that experience with you and your brand, that's your responsibility, not the ads managers to um, impress those people and convert them. So Mm -hmm. that's all that I would say. And that doesn't really change in terms of like, if you're a successful business owner, you've already had that mindset and you've already been um, caring about how you're converting your clients and how, what that proven process is. So just keep doing that. And in terms of, you know, the rest your ads manager will take care of. So what I mean by that is, um, you know, if you're doing done for you ads management, that would include, you know, sitting down with you, understanding your proven process, understanding your goals, they're going to set the strategy for how the ads are going to run. And what is included in that is having a really strong, you know, audience targeting strategy. So for you, you know, just really, really know who who your ideal client is and know like, it is like a funny exercise that I feel like is a little bit old school that people talk about, but do, you know, know like the 360 picture of this person because the more color that you're able to speak to, to the ads manager, then the more options they have to test a few different audiences. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you're a business coach, of course it's like, oh, I wanna help, you know, people who are starting a business, but it's like, but who is that girl? Like what publications does she tend to read or, you know, what you know, other people might she follow, where might she live, where might she shop, things like that can just help give a better, better idea so your ads manager can create, cause that's the first thing, a really, really good audience targeting strategy because if the ad isn't getting sent to the right people, then it doesn't really matter. And so for them that you as a business owner just really need to know who that is so that the ads manager can then create some target audiences of cold people. And then test. ooh, okay, this one is really resonating. This one's really resonating. And then when we figured out what's resonating with who, then we can scale your budget to that. And then the second thing is your actual ad creative. So like the designs of what it looks like when people see it in their feeds and in their stories and wherever the ad shows up. Um, but again, like a done for you ad strategist will take you know your brand photos, um, your colors that you you know explain or your brand assets, and then create uh, an ad creative. And that's important because create ad, advertising creative that converts, that performs, is different than organic content. With a little bit of a caveat, because I will say, and I know we were gonna talk about this in a little bit, but um, the ad the ads that are performing really well now are stuff that looks very aligned with how you would show up organically. Because again, these social platforms, especially more and more lately, um, people demand and are really preferring unpolished looking um, content from people. Mm -hmm. So I will say though that, you know, having professional ad creative design and your ads manager will do that is very important to um, performance. Um, But don't worry that it it has to look it, the goal is for it to feel and look very authentic to you and not feel like this impersonal, bowl, um, you know, image or video. That's not the goal here. But having professional creative is really key to your performance. And then and then along that same vein, so is advertising specific copy because that's mm-hmm. a little bit different as well than how you might write your organic posts. We would certainly talk and really get to know your brand voice to write mm-hmm. in a way that feels like your brand voice, and you would always be able to look over the mock-up you know, drafts before signing off and for before them running. But those are the three elements that really go into a good ad it is the right targeting, the right creative, the right copy. And those are things that your ad strategist will handle for you. So there's no more that you need to do. I personally work with professional ad specialists, both designers and copywriters, because I take that really seriously. Um, so that might be another question that you ask your, any ad specialist that you're vetting, if they're doing the creative and the copy. And if so, like what's their experience with that? Because it can certainly be created by your ad specialist. If they maybe have like, um, graphic design background or copywriting background and they, you know, run campaigns again, depending on your niche. I work with a booming, um, ad agency who does e-commerce and I know she writes all her copy and it's it's great e-commerce copy is shorter than online coaching copy for ads um but so I'm not saying that if your ad specialist does it herself or themselves it's immediately not great but that could be a question to ask if they have advertising specializing uh designers and copywriters on their team that they use because that can be really helpful for your performance.
0: I love that. So targeting your audience, knowing your audience and being able to target them, creative, you said ad, creative ad sets, and then also great copy. Those are the three things. The
1: ad sets in like ads manager, like that jargon, that's your your targeting. Um, But yeah, what I mean is just, yeah, having your targeting strategy, um, a good targeting strategy. This will require some testing and we're getting a little nuanced, but really knowing who your audience is, and then allowing your ads manager to test a few to find like, oh, this is really resonating here. So now we're gonna scale the budget. Um, And actually they're gonna do the same thing with the creative and copy in the first month, perhaps too. Do I do unlimited versions for my clients because I like to, in the first month, run and test a few different, when I say creative, that's kind of, you can look at that as like the actual design, like what the ad looks like. I'll run a few different versions the first month because again, to see, you know, okay, people are more resonating with this versus this. This is performing better. So now once we have that data and understand like what is performing the best, then we can scale the budget against the the winning combo. And then yeah, the copy so that what the actual ad says and how that you can also, what helps that perform is getting just very, again, knowing your target audience is so key because getting super specific in the, in the copy. And I mean, you no, know, we try to do this in our organic content as well, but where the person is like, that's exactly me. They're talking to me, they read my mind. And so, and depending on your brand too, like if your brand is kind of cheeky and fun, like it should be, you know, speaking in that manner versus maybe your ideal client is a little more buttoned up or corporate, you know, you're going to speak specifically to that person.
0: Right, absolutely. I love that, such great insights. And before we go, what's the last piece of advice that you would give a service-based entrepreneur who is running their business, they're growing their business, they're making good money, they've got some excess cash, they want to relinquish some time that they are putting into the business, they wanna be able to free up some of their time, and they also wanna scale the business a little bit more. What is that advice, what, what's the advice that you have for them? Um, Any, like, words of encouragement, anything that you'd like to say to that service-based entrepreneur?
1: I mean, if you have, because I never want people to invest in ads and feel like, oh, my gosh, I, like, this is so expensive, because I know that, you know, okay, $2,000 a month for your, you know, budget to fill a live launch, plus the ads management services can feel like a lot to some, and that's why definitely be in a position where you, are, have the cash to invest where you can you know run the numbers and you know you're investing to get an ROI to get more sales from those live launches than you are from your organic. That is definitely the goal, but definitely go into ads only when you are excited about this opportunity and not scared mm-hmm. out of your mind. And once you're at that place, then it's so, so, so exciting because that's exactly... What ads are designed to do. And that's where I get fulfillment from ads because I think, you know, ads can seem to a lot of people like, oh God, like that's so technical and so complex. And it is. And it, they can be frustrating. But the fulfillment that I get from doing this business is the deeper um, benefit that business owners get, yes, from growing their business. So exciting and exhilarating to be seeing like this woman the other day, um, she spent 8,500 a month. That is a very healthy ad budget, 8,500 a month to fill a live launch. And within hours of her car opening had already sold, I think 30 K and that was just, you know, she still has this weekend to go and she's, you know, expected to generate at least over a hundred K for this live launch. And so of course that is so, so, so exciting. But then to your point, what does that mean? Like, what is this, how is this launch so different from when she's launched before? And, you know, it means different things to each business owner. It could be, you know, that she's rolling into the actual coaching program so rested and energized and so excited, not burnt out, like maybe she's felt in the past. Or for others, you may be, you know, whether it's a live launch or maybe it's seen you know, more of an evergreen thing and you just have it on in the background all the time. And so that's changed your life because you're like, wow, oh my gosh, this is the first time I've been on this vacation and I'm you know, selling the same rate or more, but I'm totally unplugged. And sure, then you come back and you get back on your organic marketing after vacation, but you can take the time off and still see your business momentum is rolling and maybe the long-term implications of that are now, oh, well, I've always wanted to start a podcast or I've always wanted to, um, expand into this business, start a second business. I don't know, but that's the point. Like the opportunities are what, you know, your values are and maybe things that you have been dreaming of doing with your free time, which could be as simple as like you said, becoming more of a CEO, becoming more present with your kids, whatever it is for you, that's the opportunity that if you have the money to invest in ads, that's what you have to gain from them. It's not taking away your organic presence, it's not taking away your authenticity, but it is the opportunity to make more money, reach more people more quickly by also giving you back more freedom.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, let's do like a fire round just to kind of leave people with like, you know, who's Caitlin? What is she reading? You know, what are some of the things that she's investing in? And, you know, what does she like to do for fun? So uh, if you don't mind, I would love to ask you a few questions and like just have the audience get to know you even more on a personal level. So you ready? (laughs) Yeah, this is fun. All right. I love it. Okay. So let's talk about like your book on your nightstand right now. What are you reading?
1: Oh my gosh, I knew you are going to ask me <laughs> because I haven't started it yet, but recently I've been like going back to um, like just like pleasure stuff, which is always like thriller and mystery. So what I finished right before this one that I haven't started yet that is along the same genre was – I think it's called Verity. I feel oh, my like God.
0: Yes, by like... Colleen Hoover. Yes. Co-ho. Okay.
1: Yes. Yeah, that, I just finished that one, and that was just, yeah, like, so fun, you know. Wasn't that crazy? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the craziest, like, thriller romance book ever. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad that you read that. I love Colleen Hoover. <laughs> I've probably read, like, eight of her books now, and I can't wait yeah. for her next book to come out. Um, it's, like, the sequel to It Starts With Us. It's, okay, four. Or I think it ends with us and I'm waiting for it starts with us. So I can't wait for that one. Okay. okay. What is your guilty pleasure? Like, what are you just like, oh my gosh, like have to have lately? Oh
1: my gosh. Well, I didn't even like spill the beans, but since we talked about IVF, like I am now 12 weeks pregnant. And so when yes. you just said like, Congrats. what are your pleasure and your like right now, <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh, there's just like so little kid food kind of right now which is kind of just so weird because it's like when you're pregnant and you're thinking about babies and you're like my palate has like backtracked so far and so it's like like vegetables don't sound good so it's just stuff like you know frozen sweet potato fries i got these like um, hot, <laughs> so hot, hot sticker things like so i don't know when you said like lately because like that question i could probably answer 700 different ways depending on <laughs> what we're talking about but right yeah. now i mean my vibe has been like like little kid food netflix for sure Aww. just chilling.
0: I love it. You're going to be such a great mom. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. That is amazing. My last question, what are you looking forward to in the future? Uh, And this could be business-wise, personal-wise, but like what's something that you have planned?
1: Yeah. I mean, I really like one reason why we talk about and I've talked about like freedom a lot and that opportunity that ads provides is because that's such a big value of mine as well. And I mentioned before, like when I was going through IVF and that was like something that I just would think about constantly in terms of like designing and creating a lifestyle that, you know, a lifestyle that aligned with how I always envisioned like being the type of mom I wanted to be. And what I mean by that for me is like, you know, if my kids, if we're doing crafts, if we're, you know, baking muffins, like I want to be the one doing that. Like, I want to be the one or like, if somebody wakes up sick, it's like, okay, great. I got you. We're having a sick day. I'll take care of you versus kind of what I saw with my family of like running around frantic and like, oh God, you're sick now I have to figure this out and figure this out or being the first and last kid at daycare. And so that's like such, such, such a high value of mine. And that's why it's so exciting to help other businesses grow, but the bigger thing that is deeper and more valuable to me is, and also be able to not be maybe like, so feel so tied to their business and actually have that room to live and enjoy their life. And so what I think about as I'm expanding my business is, you know, planning for maternity leave and bringing on more team members for myself so that I can create that own similar structure that I preach about and want to help other business owners attain for myself. So that is something that, you know, is exciting to think about as I grow. And, um, that's just so topical because that's kind of like seven months away.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. So exciting. So soon. Well, wow. thank you so much, Caitlin, for your time. I can't believe our time is up. And, you know, I just, I, I'm so grateful for all of the insights that you've shared with our audience today. And I know they're not going to just walk away with just being more prepared and, in, in, you know, being able to be in a position to feel empowered when they are ready to invest in ads, but really to start thinking about like, what are they doing this for? and what kind of life do they want to create for themselves? Is it gain more time? Is it gain more income? Is it, you know, making a bigger impact and hiring a team? But like really just thinking about like, you know, what what's their mission, what's their purpose, and how can they amplify that and how can they grow to that and you know what to look forward to in the next steps of their growth. So I'm just so thankful for you and your time. And if you loved this episode, please like leave a five-star review and share it with a friend. And thank you so much, Caitlin.